Hey folks, this month CITR is celebrating its 85th anniversary, and what you're about to hear is a piece of archival tape. Please note that any products, services, or events advertised in this tape are no longer available. But thanks for listening, and please enjoy whatever it is you're about to hear. That's the for sure that's okay. the Don't you think? Okay, that's good. Chewelude Co-op Radio and CITR 101.9 FM present an evening with King Sunny Ade and his African beat. to the irresistible tunes of Nigeria's king of music. That's Thursday, June 21st at the Commodore Ballroom, a CITR concert presentation. Hello, are you awake? I've got some things to say. Never mind, I'll just go to bed left on red. At least I get the comfort of knowing you sighed. I get the comfort, at least I get the comfort. Bright screens dull my eyes, hope you'll call tonight. I know you won't, I'm on my own. You'll text me at one, then call me at two. I'll be ready by three, then over by four.
to this Someone so confident but aware of his sin Whoa, we weren't sure of this Someone so mission this didn't make for a smooth ride or easy persuasion and he skid skidded backwards and came back up to the second mountain and he named this owl right here Welcome to The Arch Report. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting to you live on the unceded and stolen Musqueam territory. My name is Ruby Raven, and welcome to The Arch Report. Today I have a very special guest in the studio with me. She's not going to say anything. Maybe she'll just give us a hi. It is my cousin, Leah. Hello, Leah. Hello. (laughs) What was that? Hi. (laughs) She is um, about to be 13, and um, she. I decided, hey, why don't I show Leah the ropes, you know, like, let's take you out and show you where I spend all my time, which is this radio station. Um, so Leah hasn't decided yet if she wants to talk, <laughs> and she's giving me a look right now. So we're just going to jump into some songs and some PSAs. Uh, we only really have one interview lined up today. Um, it's my interview with um, ZZ Theater. Um, so that is really cool. It's the director of a new of a new um, play coming out that's called Unexpecting. Uh, his name is Cameron McKenzie. And he's also the artistic director of ZZ Theater, which is a queer theater company in the city so we're gonna hear that interview in a little bit but first let's hear some tunes let's hear some tunes so i'm gonna play an awesome band um called porch fling my i have another show called not my first schmodio and one of my producers is in this band and it's an awesome awesome band so let's find porch fling on this list Leah, can you just, can you, would you mind just saying hello again? Hello. <laughs> See, I, that's such a great contribution. One more time. What? Hello. Yeah, it, like it's so cheerful and uh, it, it it perks me up, you know, so I appreciate even though, even if you don't want to say anything, just that. But can you answer one question? Yeah, for sure. Okay. What is your favorite color? My favorite color is orange, which is the least popular favorite color <laughs> of anybody. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I don't know. I have no idea. Orange is the best color, ultimately. And I've known you since literally you were born. I was at the hospital the day you were born because, once again, we are blood relatives. Um, (laughs) And you always loved orange. Like, you popped out of the womb and you were like, what's that? And we were like, that's an orange. And you were like, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. What's your least favorite color? Dark purple. That's really too bad because I love a dark purple. Do you ever see those older ladies who are, like, wearing all purple? Yeah. That's, yeah. like, who I aspire to. Like, that's who I'm going to be when I'm 30. I'm oh. <laughs> just kidding. Actually older. <laughs> aspire a different color because <laughs> anything else is better than that. 
<laughs> you think I need to aspire to a different color? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what color? Orange. Orange. Yeah. What's a color that you have no opinion on? Blue. You're wearing a blue shirt right now. Blue's basic. That's I ha- all I have on it. Blue. <laughs> blue is basic. I, it is my favorite color. I do love oh, blue. My bad. But it, like it's like it's in the sky. It's in the water. It's in the mountains. Like, cause far away the mountains look blue. So like I understand why you would say that. Yeah. What's your favorite food right now? Favorite food? Steak. Any meat, actually. A red meat. You ain't no vegan? No. No. <laughs> What's your favorite slang word right now? Favorite slang? I don't know, man. You Something you say all the time is bet. And, like, when I was almost 13, I was not saying that. So, like, like it's interesting how the slang changes through the years. Yeah. Yeah. You also say yeet. I've, I said it once. <laughs> once. I have one yeet. One yeet is enough for me. Um, okay, I could not find porch fling on here, which is too bad. Um, but we are still going to listen to some other fantastic. We're going to listen to Way's Blood. Here is Way's Blood, Hearts Aglow. Here it is. Let's listen.
That was Way's Blood, uh, Hearts Aglow. Wasn't that lovely, Leah? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm here with my cousin, Leah, who's almost 13. Um, Leah's going to be starting high school yes, in the right. fall. And what what do you think your interest will be in high school? Like, what do you want to do in high school? Hmm. That's a toughie. I mean, like, subject-wise? or Yeah. I like socials and English. Those, so That's what I like, too. too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically majoring in social studies. I'm doing sociology. Yeah. So I love that. That's sick. What's one of the best things you learned this year? One of the most fun? Huh, that's I don't I don't know actually. That's a tough one. We're doing a lot of ancient Egypt and I like ancient civilization stuff, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, you're doing a cool like for the listener. Today Leah was telling me all about the projects that she's been doing and I literally forgot how fun elementary school is. I mean, at the time, you're like, oh, my God, I have to do this project. Like, it's so annoying. But some of your projects are super fun. You were literally building a stuffed animal today. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Our teacher's really creative with the projects. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Do you want to give your teacher a shout out? Yeah. Hello, Madam Fenrich. You're the best. (laughs) Give me an A. Yeah. (laughs) Please. You can tell Madam Fenrich. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. You can tell Madam Fendrich that you um that you gave her a little shout out on the radio. I will. You'll on CITR one oh one point nine FM. Huh. All right, so now we're gonna listen to some ads and PSAs while I queue up my interview with um actually wait, no, we can just listen to it right now. Here's my interview with Cameron McKenzie. And then um, her best friend comes to town and, of course, throws a little bit of a wrench in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a story of uh, two women trying to make a family um, and the challenges that that's that that entails while also trying to, you know, be artists and have a career and, and um, continue to create. Um, and why did you want to direct this? What is special? To oh, you? yeah. Um, you know, I, I listened to the audio play version that the Arts Club did in, in the height of the pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there, it just really so full-heartedly captured my own experiences uh, with my husband trying to make our son. He's hello, five hello. now. Shout out to Hi, Dexter. Um, and, you. you know, the, 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 Hi, the joy Thanks and so much the for, heartbreak uh, along the way. Um, yeah, you know, we had, so we had for, three uh, failed attempts and we had a second uh, so I'm just gonna do a uh, um, trimester miscarriage and we had a first trimester miscarriage. I look terrible was this is ongoing challenges along the way. One of my actors stuck me in the background. Actually, yeah, this is going to be for the video. On camera. Oh, great. We're in the hall right now. So they're on a face Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, all right. yeah, it's so truly, truly captured um, of the fully stage female the, the fun and the hilari- will be hilarity on stage May 5th that's, to you know, those, the those moments where your face is such. Um, Sorry, that's correct. A tragedy okay. written with such by hardship. emerging Vancouver playwright how you deal Bronwyn with it, with, like, Caradine, you know, for my and directed by Cameron McKenzie. This hilarious and heartfelt comedic work um, is a celebration a of queer love, female relationships, of, and modern motherhood. You know, Welcome, Cameron McKenzie. Thank you so much for being here, the lovely director. Um, and I really of felt like this was a story. Thank you so much for having me. Just to clarify, from Caradine experience, not Caradine, not even the queer experience, just simply the challenge. Yeah, it's really great to be. Life. Um, and, you know, so I can you tell like me a little bit about what this play is about? Like the miracle of yeah, life. of course. So, um, so that it ever happens that these cells come together and make humans, and we grow inside a human's body, and then they their bodies expel life. Like just phenomenal. Um, <laughs> and and you know, there's so much light, and there's so much 
So sorry about that to the listener. There's been a glitch. I realized that now that there were two playing, but now I will play it from the beginning. So sorry. Uh, doing this interview with me today. Uh, so I'm just going to do a little intro and then get right into my questions. Fantastic. And this is like, I look terrible today. This is not going. Like, beautiful, going. first of oh. all. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, um, but yeah, this is going to be for the radio. So it's just going to be your voice. Oh, great. It's great. I look great. <laughs> Got a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. ZZ Theater's upcoming world premiere of the fully staged female-led comedy, Unexpecting, will be on stage May 5th to the 21st that's written correct. by sorry that's correct okay written by emerging vancouver playwright bronwyn caradine and directed by cameron mckenzie this hilarious and heartfelt comedic work is a celebration of queer love female relationships and modern motherhood welcome cameron mckenzie thank you so much for being here the lovely director of unexpecting hi um Thank you so much for having me. Uh, just to clarify, it's Bronwyn Carradine, uh, not Carradine. Um, yeah, it's really great to be here. Thanks. Amazing. So can you tell me a little bit about what this play is about? Yeah, of course. Um, so we pick up with a couple um, who've been together for a while. Uh, they've been on a journey to becoming parents. Um, and of course, as all journeys to becoming parents, there's a lot of uh, ups and downs. Um, they've got a fantastic, uh, there's a, one of them has a fantastic job opportunity, uh, that she really should take. Um, and then, um, her best friend comes to town and of course throws a little bit of a wrench in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a story of, uh, two women trying to make a family, um, and the challenges that that's, that that entails. While also trying to, you know, be artists and have a career and and um, continue to create. Um, and why did you want to direct this? What is special to oh, you? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I listened to the audio play version that the Arts Club did in, in the height of the pandemonium. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there, it just really so full-heartedly captured my own experiences uh, with my husband trying to make our son, he's five now, shout out to Dexter. Um, and, you know, the the the, the joys and the, the heartbreak along the way. Um, you know, we had we had three failed attempts and we had a second uh, um, trimester miscarriage and we had a first trimester miscarriage. And it was just, there was, a you know, a lot of challenges along the way. It's one of my actors scuttling in the background, like, um, can't actually see her. Um, <laughs> on camera, uh, we're in the hall right now. So they're on, they're on their lunch oh, right okay. Um, so yeah, it's so truly, truly captured, um, the, the fun and the hilarious hilarity. And that's, you know, those, those moments where you're faced with such, um, a tragedy with such hardship and how you deal with it with like, you know, certainly for, for my husband and I and, and our surrogates and her husband at the time, um, there was a lot of laughter and there was a lot of, um, you know, putting a brave face on and then going back and weeping into your pillow. Um, and I really felt like this was a beautiful uh, story that that so captured um, the queer experience, uh, not even the queer experience, just simply the challenge to to creating life. Um, and, you know, I sometimes wondered, like, how we have overpopulated the world, like the miracle of life is so truly remarkable that it ever happens that these cells come together and make humans and we grow inside a human's body, and then they their bodies expel life, like just phenomenal. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, there's so much light and there's so much heart, but there is just a really frank way that Bronwyn deals with, with, um, with loss. Um, it's honest and it's, it's not shying away from it. Um, I think one of the things that, that, that I was really touched by when we had, you know, our multiple miscarriages was so many people coming out of the woodwork and saying, oh yeah, you know, I also, you know, we, I had two miscarriages and then my child, or I had, you know, my child and then two miscarriages and then another child. And, um, you know, my, my aunt, uh, we, we dealt with this in my family as well. Um. Uh, I actually, I stopped myself there. I'm not going to give away too much of family uh, history. It's not my story to tell. Um, but, it, you know, it's touched, it's touched my family in, in, in um, deeper ways as well. And 
it's it's not a secret and it's not something to shy away from and it's not something to hide um you know because of societal pressures of failure etc um you know we my husband and I didn't even carry the child um in our body and still there was that that weight of like we we shouldn't be doing this maybe maybe there for me I'll speak for myself not my husband maybe there's you know I I'm a, I'm a queer human maybe I shouldn't be actually uh creating life maybe that was the whole point is I'm just meant to be like a really good uncle or something um uh and you know my own my own challenges with my sexuality and with my relationship to my mother like really really flared up as we were going through the process and this play was just cracked all that open for me and I felt I felt seen and I felt um I felt like I could see my family in this family. Mm -hmm. And how special is that? Um, you know, for a while, Zizi has been doing work for queer families. We've been doing drag shows for kids. Call the presses, stop yeah. the presses. Um, we've been doing, you know, we've been partnering at the Vancouver uh, International Children's Festival uh, for, you know, three, four years in a row now doing um, drag shows for kids. My husband and I are drag queens and we did them in bars forever and ever. And then we had a kid and we're like, oh God, we're too tired to go to bars. We're too tired to be up all night um, on stage. So we were like, great. Well, kids are very much like drunk people. They stagger on stage. They cry randomly. They sometimes vomit in your shoes. I'm like, great. It's like being at the junction on a Saturday night. Um, but just earlier in the day. Uh, so, um, you know, and our, our kid loves dress up and our kid loves um, singing and dancing and lip syncing. And and we saw the joy that that um, our kid ha has experienced. And we're like, great, well, let's, you know, bring that into into some outside of the bars where, where all ages can can access that sort of thing. Um, and this felt like the natural next progression from you know, these kind of drag theater hybrid shows to maybe just more of a an actual show for queer families that really captures the experience and their reality a bit more. Why do you think that non-queer people should go and see this show? Oh, because it's not about being queer. It's about trying to make a family. It's about the struggles of that. Uh, you know, we have a straight couple who... Um, Basically, her doctor was like, do not have another child. Your body cannot cover, have carry another child. And it never even occurred to them to go down the surrogacy routes. And we're like, well, why not? Like, just uh, see if, like, you, you've got your own eggs. Your eggs work fine. You've got your own sperm. That works fine. Like, it's just about extracting that, putting it together, and sticking it to somebody else. Now, I understand that that's a lot of cost involved. And there's a lot of, like, you know, believe me, do I understand. But the 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 notion that's, you know, more than just the queers have access to surrogacy. And, the, and more than just, like... Like, oh, I'm infertile, I can't have a baby. Like, like your body isn't really able to house it, but there's, you know, there's other people. And even if your body, even if you, you know, you you weren't able to do it yourself, there's the options of surrogacy. So I think, you know, how we make a family in the modern age is really contemporary. Most of like um, my, my very, very close female friends are in our <clears throat> 40s and they're like, yeah, well, I either freeze my eggs now or, and like come back to this later or I just don't have kids, you know? And and that's a, that's a human experience. That's not a, about sexuality. That's about like, do we really want to overpopulate the world? Do we really want the wrong type of people to be populating the world? Like, you know, there's all those questions. Um, <laughs> There's all those questions of why, why do we do this? And then, you know, certainly adoption is a big part of this story. Um, you know, this is, this is where it actually ends up. It starts with adoption and then takes a side road to surrogacy and then goes, or, or not surrogacy, but, but in vitro fertilization. And then goes down another path of, of, of adoption at the end. And, you know, that's a really huge question. I think, as you say, that, that appeals to, to the straights. To the straights. Come on, straights. Come out. <laughs> you know you it want it. It sounds like what you're describing is just a really universal story of trying yeah. to have children yourself, trying to yeah. keep that next generation going. And that's a universal and all the feelings associated with that, um, yeah. like you say, are not limited to a, a certain type of sexuality. No, no. And like, you know, we are actually pregnant again with our second child as we are leading up to, I know it's all very art imitating life, imitating art, just folding in on itself. I call this my family show and everybody who's on the show is either a dear friend of ours who we haven't worked with or like amazing collaborators who we have worked with in the past. I really wanted this to be the one where we just bring together a team of people that 
um, yeah, that are like our family. And it's really, you know, it's just incidentally, like this was scheduled way before we knew this was going to be a thing. Oh, um, congratulations. Thank you. So we are like, we are due June 30th. So it is around the corner. <laughs> and, you know, the, it, it, part of, we knew that we were, we've been working on this baby for a while now, but we didn't know it was going to be this on top of each other. But part of the reason why we we programmed it as well is like, you know, Bronwyn and I met when she was a student at Studio 58 in 2015. And at that point we were, you know, I was sneaking out of rehearsals to stab our egg donor, like at one part of the school at Studio 58 with her hormones to try and like support that process. And so we started all the way back then. And she was the only one on the team that knew that like, actually we were trying to make a baby. And then, you know, we had all of our losses and our failed attempts and then when Dexter was finally being born um again it just overlapped with our with our 10-year anniversary show that was finally leaving Vancouver and it's our first national tour and it's going to Toronto and we couldn't go to take the show to Toronto ourselves because Dexter was of course due <laughs> and so Bronwyn stepped up and was my assistant director and took the show there for our 10th anniversary and then you know Dexie was born and we he came and saw the set and the show here in town um and it feels really lovely that now on our 15th anniversary as our next child is being born oh. we're doing the show by Bronwyn Carradine mm. that is really really overlapping full our circle full yeah. full circle it feels really That's lovely. so lovely well thank you so much Cameron um can you tell the listeners <laughs> we've run out of time haven't we I've talked to <laughs> you we got two questions in here sorry <laughs> No, all good. Thank you so much for your thoughtful answers. Um, can you tell the listeners where they can go buy tickets, where they can? Uh... Yes, definitely go to zztheater.ca. It is the splash page is our unexpecting uh, link. You can click on that. Then there's a buy tickets link on our show page uh, to Eventbrite. I'm sure if you just Google unexpecting by Bronwyn Carradine, ZZ, ticket, uh, Eventbrite, you can also just, you know, bypass our website altogether. Um, check us out on our lot of socials on Facebook and Instagram. I think there's ticket links there too. Um, there are limited for our 15th anniversary, our crystal anniversary. There are limited uh, $15 tickets. I think there's like 15, $15 tickets uh, for each one of the 15 shows. I think there's 15 shows. I think that was the math. Um, so, you know, times are tough for everybody right now. So if you're on a budget, there are tickets you can, you can find available as well. Thank you so much. I can't, I can't wait to see the show. Thank you so much, Ruby. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks. Do you, too. you love being caffeinated? And do you hate that greedy, soulless international conglomerates are succeeding in the cutthroat world of coffee? Sounds like local coffee roasters Trek Coffee is for you. Trek Coffee is 100% indigenous and military veteran owned and operated. Let's keep small businesses thriving. Stop by Sunshine Convenience on 4th, the Super Value on Commercial, or Grocery Checkout in the Nest to pick up some Trek Coffee today. Do you want to change the state of the world? But instead you keep buying material goods to satisfy whatever desire you have in that very moment? Me too. But now you can do both. Brock Shop and Community Thrift is a local vintage shop that fulfills your 1970s all-chic fantasy while also supporting at-risk people through their compassionate and supportive work training program. All of their profits go to the PHS Community Services Society to support ongoing health care, harm reduction, and health promotion projects in Vancouver and Victoria. So stop by their two locations, Community Unisex on West Hastings or Community Frock Shop on Corral Street. And if you know any other local businesses that deserve recognition for their generous business practices or their contributions to the community, please DM us on Instagram at CITR and Discorder because we would love to spotlight them. Because hey, if you can't stop buying, you might as well start supporting. All right, we are back. You are listening to CITR. This is the Arts Report. My name is Ruby Raven, and I am here with my cousin Leah. Hi, Leah. Hello. Leah, you, Leah is almost 13, and she has decided, I, I brought her on the show today, and she's been doing, doing a great job, but she's decided now to use two mics to speak because she believes that her voice needs to be heard, and so do I. That's right, Ruby. I hope the sound isn't too wonky no, it's on the o- other end. It's honestly working well. Like, the levels are looking good. All right. Um, so we've got some time left in the show, and I just – I wanted to get into it. You know, let's figure out who is Leah. Who is Leah June? 
So we already talked about your favorite color and your favorite food. Yes. What's your favorite animal? What's my favorite animal? Uh, that would have to be bears. Pretty basic answer. And muckle-coos. <laughs> muckle-coo is not a basic answer. I'm well, Googling no, that. No, bears. It's, it's, it's a highland cow, basically. They're also known as muckle-coos. They're basically <laughs> very hairy cows, and they, they roam Scotland. So. <laughs> I've just Googled it. A muckle-coo is spelled M-U-C-K-L-E space C-O-O. And they kind of look like if a cow had really overgrown bangs. And Leah, you have overgrown bangs, so it makes sense. Do I look like a muckle coo? You look like a muckle coo without any um, antlers. Oh my god, your phone case has a muckle coo on it. So does my uh, purse (laughs) and my shopping bag. (laughs) Yeah. So what is it about muckle coos that appeals to you? I don't know. They're just, they're just, they're so authentic. They look like they would be really nice people, you know? You're so right. They look like they were, like, like what do you think their personality would be like if they were a person? They'd be goofy, I think. I think a little goofy. A little goofy and yeah. silly, like yeah. funny. I feel like they'd, be, they'd, get, they'd get Winnie the Pooh energy, though, at the same time. And, Winnie, being, so and like, what's Winnie the Pooh energy, kind of more serious? Winnie the Pooh's very kind. Yes. Yeah. So they would be, like, silly and kind. Yeah, I think so. Those are the best people. Right. But also, like, as I'm looking at these pictures of the Muckle-Coos, like, they they look kind of angry in the pictures. No, yeah, I think they have a bit of a dark side because I think they're misunderstood, you know? <laughs> I think they're one of those people that their temper, they don't have a temper at all. Yeah. But if you do get them angry, oh, you're in you're in trouble. Yeah, those are the people. When you – the people that get mad all the time, they're not that scary. The people who never get mad – when they get mad, everyone is afraid. Everyone. And that's the muckle-coo. Exactly. But you're saying, which I think is a good point, that they don't – they have a dark side because they feel like others, other animals, other beings don't take them seriously. Oh, yeah. They're totally misunderstood. <laughs> what do you – what would be the proper way to understand a muckle-coo? I don't know. I think you'd have to be a muckle-coo to really get a muckle-coo. <laughs> so, I I mean, I guess you, you would have to – to really see that they were silly and goofy and not scary and standoffish. Yeah, I think so. So you like a muckle coo. Um, how did you discover that these things existed? Well, we went to Scotland last year, and they're just everywhere in Scotland. Everywhere. Not not the actual animal, just on souvenirs. <laughs> in every in every souvenir shop, they're they're everywhere, and they're the Scottish symbol, Highland cow. The Highland cattle. Cow cow well why like i mean i guess america has eagles right and canada has moose or beavers beavers bears (laughs) you got a lot of stuff but the muckle coo i've i've never heard of so so if someone listening like had gone to scotland before oh they know of muckle coos for sure then they would totally know that this is like because to me this is like a very niche (laughs) part of me a very niche animal. If anyone listening has heard of a muckle coo or wants to discuss a muckle coo or anything, please call into the studio. Our number is 604-822-2487. 822-2487. Um, the, it, which translates to 604-UBC-CITR. Um, so feel free to call in about anything if you want us to help you with your marriage. Me, a 21-year-old sociology major, and Leah, an almost 13-year-old um, elementary schooler, we can help you solve your marriage, right, Leah? We have lots of experience on this topic. We, we, we have lots of experience. We have lots of insight. So call if you – or if you want to do, like, a live marriage counseling session on the air, like, we can also – especially, Leah, you can help with that, right? Yeah, I think I would kill it. I think you would be really good at it, Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so we know your favorite color. We know your favorite food. We know your favorite animal. What is your favorite place? Wow. There are a lot of questions coming so fast. <laughs> what is my favorite place? I, I don't know, man. I, I think you can't just have one favorite place. I think if you have one favorite place, it won't be your favorite place because you go to it so often. So I think I think you need lots of different favorite places. What's one of your favorite places? Well, I like Gramble Island. Oh, love Granville. I think that's that's a pretty obvious spot. 
Yeah. You know, go there with your friends, hang out, have a crepe or something, go to that pizza place. <laughs> that it's one pizza there. place yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. No. With it, the puffy pizzas. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. That place is good. The first ever outing was Granville Island, and I think it just stuck with me. Your first ever outing, like, as a baby or as, like, by yourself? As a baby. <gasps> really? Yeah. How old were you? I don't know. Probably, like, three months, six months, something like that. I don't know. Probably, what... like, a couple like a couple days <sighs> or a couple weeks old. Maybe you're right. I don't really know. It's interesting because I remember. I was I was eight years old when you were born. Right. For those just tuning in, Leah is my cousin. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> who right. <laughs> who I've forced to talk to me on the air today. And so I remember those those first few days of your life. Um, but yeah, that, that was your first outing to Granville Island. So it, obviously it, it left an impression on you. I think so. Yeah. Everlasting impression. Okay. Your favorite color is orange. Your favorite food is, wait, did we talk about your favorite food? Yes, we did. That was steak. Steak, right. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite food is steak. Your favorite animal is muckleku. Yes. And your, one of your favorite places is Granville Island. What is your favorite word? Oh, man. Babushka. Babushka. Took me no time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was immediate. You had yeah. the answer right there. No, right away. So sure. to you as a babushka, is babushka like the thing that, the, the scarf that old like Eastern European women wear? Or is it the Eastern European women themselves? Doesn't matter. I just like the word. It's just a great word. Do you ever use it in context or do you just like to say it no. out of context? Babushka. It just rolls off the tongue nicely. Babushka. You know what I mean? Okay, I need to know because my understanding of a bushka is that it is the woman who wears a scarf on her head. But I think it might be babushka. In Poland or Russia, an old woman or grandmother. Okay. And then in North America, it means a headscarf tied around the chin, typically of those worn by Polish and Russian women. So, so it means right. both. I'm Yeah, I'm double right. Wow. Feels good to be right, not once, but twice. Double right. <laughs> Double right. Um, okay, what is your favorite emotion? Emotion? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, there's a lot of different subtext to each emotion. Yeah. So you can't really feel one emotion and have it be your favorite without knowing why. I think excited is always a good emotion. You know what I mean? Oh, I love being excited. Yeah. That's a good answer. But at the same time, it means you got to wait for a little bit. You're excited, but you, you can't wait. So. Yeah, you're kind of being deprived. Or you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Excited means that something good is coming, but it's not in the moment. I think another one good, good one is content because you're just happy with where you are. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. And there's nothing too, um, too like up here about it like you're sort of calm and happy you're just chill you're fine with where you're at yeah nothing's overly amazing but nothing's bad yeah exactly it's a pretty solid emotion yeah that's a pretty good one great answer what about you ruby what's your favorite emotion i mean obviously i love being happy but i like i love being excited right i love being enthused i love being excited and i love being um I don't know if this is the, really an emotion, but I love being like, you know, when you're with your friends or someone you get along with and you're kind of always on the verge of laughing and you kind of like, that's my favorite place to be where you're, you kind of are just can't really talk because you're just always on the verge of laughing. Like, and, and Sounds my, like you're trying. <laughs> that's just like where I try really hard not to laugh. Like, that's my favorite place to be. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. That's it's, it's awesome, right? Yeah, it's great. So, what is your favorite hairstyle? Um, I don't know. I just, my hair is just kind of, I cut it, and then I just, really, like, short. Yeah. Now it's growing out. It's down to my neck, basically. The bottom of your neck. Yeah. You've got these really long bangs. And, um, you know, those who try to, who try to control want you to cut your bangs including me <laughs> but who but you but you're your own you're your own person and I respect that you're like no one's touching these bangs no these bangs are mine and I don't want to cut them because I'm too scared to cut them it if I if I cut my bangs I kind of have to cut the rest of my hair right because it has to be shaped and I'm not ready to commit to a hairstyle so I'm just letting it grow <laughs> so I slowly adjust right. without a sudden change that's 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 <laughs> It's a smart technique. It's a good way to go. Yeah. What is your favorite planet? Saturn. 
Duh. Again, why? Right, right, immediate answer. What is so great about Saturn? The rings. I know Neptune has rings, but you can't see them. So what's the point if you can't see them from Earth? I I think it's Neptune. I hope I'm not wrong. But um, Saturn, Saturn's just generally the best planet. It's big. It's not too big, but it's big. It's averagely big. I think it's bigger than Earth. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know too much about planets. But it's it's just the prettiest planet, you know what I mean? If you yeah. saw every planet, Saturn would just be breathtaking more than any others. I'm I'm I just Googled pictures and you're so right. You know, I don't know that I really have an opinion about this until you just said it. <laughs> But Saturn is really beautiful. And for some reason, I picture Saturn to be sort of like reddish purpley, even yeah. though it's not. But that's just like... Isn't it, it like tan? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's it's kind of like grayish brown. But I imagine it to be like purpley red, um, which makes me like it more. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite precious metal? Metal? I don't really have a favorite <laughs> precious metal. Precious metal? Um, let's see. What are the options? Gold or silver are precious metals. Platinum. I like silver. Yeah, no. silver's cool. Just and I like gold. Good. I don't like the color of gold as much as I enjoy silver. Like, jewelry, silver looks the best, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm a bit flashier than you, so it makes <laughs> sense. Like, I like I like gold. But yeah. I right now, I'm, I'm in my silver era, and I have a bunch silver of silver rings. Era. But I'm wearing gold earrings. Yeah, yeah. I kinda... No, your earrings look nice. I like them. Oh, thank you so much, Leah. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like I've gotten to know you so much more now. Thank you for answering all my questions. But of course. But of course. One thing about Leah, <laughs> she just cringed when I did that. One thing about Leah is uh, she is bilingual. 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 Okay. And tell the people what languages you speak. Yeah, so I speak French and English. I've spoken French since since I was five. I don't. I go to a French immersion high school. Yeah, not high school. Elementary, elementary school. school. You're about to be I'm in high school next year. It up. Yeah. yeah. All right. One of my last questions is: What's your favorite sandwich? What's my f- tuna? Tuna, really? Yeah, of course. How do you like it? Like what? What's in it? Tuna mayo. I mean, you could have some sort of green in there. Corn and cheese. Not melted, though. Not melted. Never melted. Not melted. Never cheese. melted. Just shredded? Just just cut. Cheddar. Cheddar. Yeah. Interesting. Aged two cheddar. Aged two cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, this has been the Arts Report. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my cousin, Leah, who's almost 13, um, who... Uh, for being on Arts Report with me today. Um, If you're driving home right now, I hope that you're driving home to a really lovely, warm, comforting meal. It's really sunny right now. Maybe you're going to go sit on a patio. Maybe you're going to go have a drink. Maybe you're going to eat just like a really big salad, like the one from Seinfeld. Or maybe you're going to eat like a giant plate of nachos or some spring rolls or... I don't know, like ice cream. Ice cream. What type of ice cream? What type? Well, that sorbet, since it's so nice. Oh, sorbet. (laughs) Do you not like sorbet? No, I love sorbet. (laughs) It's like fruity. Yeah, just go get some sorbet. I hope you hug someone. You know, physical touch is so important to the human condition. So give someone a hug. Tell someone you love them. Have a wonderful evening. And thank you so much for listening to the Arts Report. Bye.
There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You are still my favorite creature. You are my past as well as future. My sweet destroyer of Camillus. It's true. To keep our heads all hanging on by the thread. We've got to keep our heads all hanging on by the thread. Keep our heads. Populi. Mm-hmm. 